0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Garrison Talk Sports here on Anchor. If you liked what you heard, please hit the star on my channel to favorite my channel. And if you'd like to listen to me on other outlets, you can find me on Google Play Music or iTunes, Garrison Talk Sports. You can also find me on Facebook. Once again, Garrison Talk Sports. And last but not least, I also have started trying my hand at sports blogging. I'm still working on improving, but if you'd like to read what I've written, head over, head on over to Garrison Hardy dot Wixsite.com. that's the that's the blog entry right there i'll see you guys next time have a great rest of your day and i will try to be more regular with episodes here in the near future good morning sports fans this is garrison talk sports here on anchor Guys, we had a lot of NBA action yesterday, a lot of basketball action in general as we also had the college game, but we're also going to touch on some tennis with Roger Federer advancing to the Australian Open final. With that in mind, let's get to it. For Washington, the Washington Wizards at Oklahoma City took action last night. I mentioned it yesterday. Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal had an old fashioned Western duel last night in Oklahoma City as Bradley Beal scored 41 points and Russell Westbrook exploded for 46 on the night. The result came out in OKC's favor as the Thunder went on to win the contest 121 to 112, improving their season record to 28 and 20 also including extending their win streak to six games and i know early on there was a lot of concern with this team as far as their chemistry and the fact that they just weren't able to you know come to come together in clutch moments right now this team looks dangerous and as we get closer to the playoffs uh, come april look out i think okc is going to be a threat in the western conference Another team that I think could be a threat, Minnesota, was in action against defending champion Golden State last night. Kevin Durant put up a triple double in Golden State's 126 to 113 win over the Timberwolves. He had 28 points, 11 assists, and 10 rebounds, and when the arguably the greatest scorer in the NBA is able to get people involved, that's just tough to deal with. Uh, that was courtesy of Jamal Crawford. Uh, KD wasn't the only one with a big performance for last night. On the other end, the Timberwolves. Carl Anthony Towns led the way with 31 points and 11 rebounds. Jamal Crawford added 21 points off the bench, and he was questionable prior to the game with a sore toe. Carl Anthony Towns led the way with, uh, oh, excuse me, uh, Jeff T added 17 points and 7 assists for Minnesota, which played its fourth straight game without guard Jimmy Butler, who has a sore right knee. No news on to uh, developments or when we can expect him back after that. That was the NBA recap. Let's take a look at college basketball's top 25 recap from yesterday. And there was a lot of great action last night across college basketball. A lot of top twenty-five action as well. Uh, starting off with, I mentioned, a third-ranked Purdue taking on twenty-fifth-ranked Michigan, and the Boilermakers would come out on top with a ninety-two to eighty-eight win uh, it, during that game. If he saw one defender in the post, the seven-foot-two center for Purdue went straight to the rim. If he was double-teamed, he let his teammates make the plays. The strategy worked perfectly again. Vincent Edwards scored a career high 30 points. Haas, Isaac Haas, that is, added 24, and number three Purdue used one late charge to finally get past number 25 Michigan again 92 to 88. For a school record tying 16th consecutive win for the first time in 30 years and the fourth overall. Elsewhere, Penn State defeated 13th ranked Ohio State 82-79. Big upset win for the Nittany Lions who are actually putting together a decent season. Uh, They could be a bubble team come tournament time. With the score tied and the final seconds winding down, Penn State's Tony Carr dribbled across center line and launched a desperation jumper with two Ohio State players in his face. The ball banked in off the glass, and Carr's teammates mobbed him on the Value City Arena court. The buzzer beater came seconds after Ohio State's Keita Bates-Diop tied it with a three-pointer, gave Penn State State, an 82-79 victory over the 13th-ranked Buckeyes on Thursday night. Ohio State played from behind the entire game and was out-hustled on defense, allowing Penn State, who is currently 14-8, 4-5 in conference, hit 11 of 14 shots from behind the three-point line the 78.6 percent success rate was the best in program history on one hand though ohio state's grueling schedule they've they've had a grueling schedule lately as far as um I, i believe it's five or six games in the course of 11 days so they've been playing pretty regularly so at some point we expected a lapse in this but you just can't beat a team who's shooting 78.6 percent from behind the arc that is incredible and penn state deserved to win that one moving on to the pac 12 utah defeated 21st ranked arizona state 80 to 77 in overtime in what was a thriller of course so were the first two i just mentioned uh, Bearfield hit the tying three-pointer with 1.8 seconds left in regulation and scored 17 points, helping Utah knock off 21st-ranked Arizona State in overtime. Uh, it's just another shot you've got to make, Bearfield said. Utah, currently 13-7, and 5-4 and in the Pac-12, lost a close game to Arizona State two weeks ago, unable to make big plays when it needed to. This time, not the case. The Utes had the answers in the desert, starting with Bearfield Uh, bearfield's against orders three-pointer after arizona state's shannon evans the second scored inside with nine seconds left utah made all four of its shots in overtime two by bearfield and contested two arizona state shots while clinging to a 79 77 lead bearfield hit one of two free throws in arizona state's final shot A running three-pointer by Trey Holder at the buzzer was nowhere close. Arizona State is in danger as a result of this loss of dropping out of the top 25 after losing for the fifth time in eight games. So some troubling times in Tempe. Further cross state rivals, not the case. 11th ranked Arizona defeated Colorado by a score of 80 to 71. Even though he was just coming off a bout of strep throat that caused him to miss some practice time, Star freshman DeAndre Ayton was 12 of 12 at the line, scoring 20 points to help the number 11 Arizona Wildcats beat Colorado Thursday night. Averaging their only uh, avenging their only Pac-12 loss of the season, the Wildcats, currently 17-4, 7-1 in Pac-12, lost 80-77 to to at, at Colorado on January 6th. They have currently won five straight, however. Boyle, the head coach of Colorado, doesn't like to play zone defense, but it worked in Boulder, so the Buffs were using it again Tuesday, and it worked for the m- first 20 minutes, not so much in the second, when Arizona made 16 of 23 shots, just under 70%. Uh, see. The Buffalo scored the game's first eight points and were up 14-4 early, but Arizona went inside with increasing success, getting the ball to Aiton. They slowly caught up and took its only lead of the half, 28-26, and then went on to win the game. So that was the college schedule yesterday. And uh, now let's move on to today's schedule. We'll start with the NBA. The, N- the Indiana Pacers, t- coming in at 26 and 22, are at Cleveland, who is currently 27 and 19, but that record is misleading. The Cavs are reeling, losing two straight and 11 of the last 15 games. And they are the league's second worst defensive team, the worst in the past 15 games, and have struggled tremendously to make virtually anything work with Isaiah Thomas on the court. Certainly not a good thing when you're considering that's who they traded Kyrie Irving for, who is, by the way, flourishing in in Boston with a, a league bet or one of the league's best records at 35 wins, 14 losses. The Cavs have decided to move Kevin Love to the four and put Tristan Thompson at the five, moving Jay Crowder to come off the bench. I think this is the wise decision for Tyrone Liu. Uh, Kevin Love's not a center, and he has struggled mightily at that spot. So I look look for Cleveland to start bouncing back, starting with a win tonight. This is the lineup they should have gone with all along. I understand, you know, the NBA is evolving into a small, you know, spread out game. But Kevin Love, definitely not a center. Elsewhere, the Utah Jazz are at Toronto tonight. The the Toronto Raptors will try and keep the pressure on the first place Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference standings when they open a three-game homestand Friday night against the Utah Jazz. The Raptors, 32 and 14, are one and a half games behind the Celtics, who are at 35 and 14, and they take a 17 and 3 record at Air Canada Center. Uh, Air Canada Center, excuse me, the second best home record in the NBA, behind the San Antonio Spurs, 20 and 3, mark, into the homestand. Yeah, this game should have a lot of intrigue. The Houston Rockets are at New Orleans, the New Orleans Pelicans today, um, Friday night. Uh, the Pelicans host the Rockets at Smoothie King Center. The re-energized Pelicans, 26-21 and 21 on the season, have won six of their last seven games, showcasing a incessant ability to perform efficiently in the clutch. The Rockets, 34-12, and 12, have won seven of their last eight, including four straight. One of those victories was a 116-108 win over the Golden State Warriors last Saturday. Although the Rockets have won nine of their last eleven meetings with the Pelicans, this one could be a bit tougher. Houston outshot New Orleans 130 to 123 at home, December 11th. Uh, the teams combined for video game-like numbers with 154 points at halftime. But the Pelicans played without Anthony Davis and an All-Star, an All-Star starter who has shown himself capable of going for 40 when necessary. So that's definitely a game I'm going to want to tune into and uh, at least take note of as the day progresses and then last but not least this this is the other NBA game I thought looked interesting the 76ers who are 23 and 21 are in San Antonio tonight who again boast the best home record in the league at 20 and 3 their overall record is 32 and 18 Wins by San Antonio over Philadelphia have been almost as regular and inescapable as death and income taxes over the past 30 years. But the 76ers have a chance to erase a lot of those bad memories when the teams square off Friday at the AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas. Philadelphia has won 8 of its past 10 games this season, but hasn't defeated the Spurs in the Alamo City since January 2004, a stretch of 13 straight games and has only won once in San Antonio since 1986. San Antonio comes into Friday's game off impressive wins over Cleveland at home Tuesday and at Memphis on Wednesday. Even though the Spurs had players out for injury and rest in both those games, not surprising for Coach Pop. In Wednesday's 108-85 victory against the Grizzlies, San Antonio played without leading scorer and All-Star Reserve, LaMarcus Aldridge, who was left back in the Alamo City to rest after he led the Spurs to the win over the Cavs the night before. San Antonio found plenty of volunteers to take up the scoring role with Aldridge out, as eight players led by Patty Mills with 15 off the bench and pals 14 points, 15 boards, and nine assists tallied in double figures with the win, the ultimate example of balanced scoring. On the other side... The 76ers head to the Alamo City with the only time this season on the heels of a 115-101 home thumping of Chicago on Wednesday. The 76ers shot 52% from the field, 16 of 32 from the three-point line, and never looked in danger after leading as many as 16 points late in the third second quarter. And as a result, the 76ers have a team that can end their swoon in San Antonio based on the fact that Philadelphia had beat the Spurs earlier this season and because of its set of budding superstars. Joel Embiid, who will start the All-Star game, led the 76ers in scoring against Chicago with 22 points. Dario Saric added 21 with 10 boards. And Robert Covington chipped in with 16 points. Even with those impressive performances, Wednesday's game belonged to Ben Simmons who racked up a triple-double of 19 points, 17 boards, and 14 assists. That's it for the NBA. and Let's move on to the tennis side of things. Down under in Australia, Roger Federer took a, a, a ruthless Roger Federer at that, handed wounded Chung Hyun an old-fashioned schooling before the South Korean quit with blistered feet, trailing 6-1 and 5-2, respectively, in those sets. In a damp squib of an Australian Open semi-final on Friday, Federer was detained for only 62 minutes under the Rodden Laver Arena roof as he set up a final against as he set up against Croatia's Marin Cilic, who pummeled another young gun, Kyle Edmund, on Thursday. The 36-year-old defending champion swarmed all over the world number 58 from the first game, breaking immediately before repeating the feat twice more to grab the opening set in 33 minutes. When Chung held serve uh, for 1-1 in the second set, a huge cheer erupted in the Australian day crowd, uh, who had hoped to witness a classic battle of the generations, but the respectable 21-year-old nicknamed The Professor simply had no answer to Federer's firepower and on top of that he's playing injured with a with a bad blister on his foot federer who has reached the final of a grand slam without dropping a set for the sixth time will be a big favorite to claim his 20th major title on sunday guys roger federer i I may be a huge football basketball guy but it's so fun to watch roger federer when he plays in his matches he has got to be up there with the all-time greats as far as sports is concerned on mount rushmore you've got michael jordan tom brady even though you know i'm not not as big not as big as fan roger federer has got to be in there and then why don't you guys give me your mount rushmore sports while we're at it uh, i can't really think of anything offhand right now it is 4:38 in the morning so that's probably why but again super excited to see roger federer in another grand slam title this could be his 20th win Um, again he's already broken all the records so he's just adding uh he's just putting whipped cream on top of an amazing career and i really hope it, it looks like he's gotten a second win there was one point early in his a few years ago even where he had just gone on a streak of not being able to get anywhere near a Grand Slam title, or he would get to the final and lose to the likes of Novak Djokovic. And it just looked like he didn't have that, he didn't have that it factor that he had had throughout most of his career. And again, it looks like he's gotten his second win. And yes, he is fortunate to not have to play Djokovic or Nadal in the final, but Djokovic got upset and Nadal to, unfortunately, is suffering another injury. So we hope to see him back. But it's just great to see Federer back, even if he's not playing You know, in a marquee matchup. It's still something I recommend you watch. Again, he will play it in the Australian Open final on Sunday. Don't forget to tune in. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Garrison Talk Sports here on Anchor. If you liked what you heard please favorite my station that little star button or that star icon on my channel if you want to hear more from me or on a on other media outlets i'm on google play music or on itunes for free obviously and then if you want any more of my content head on over to face my facebook page same title garrison talk sports spelled exactly the same way and then, if you want to hear even more from me Please tune into my sports blog. I'm trying my hand at it. Uh, I hope to be a sports broadcaster someday, so I feel I need to work on sports writing as well. I have my own blog set up on uh, Wix. Right, it's it's called garrishardy.wixsite.com. Or maybe it's just dot wix. I don't remember exactly. In any case, I'd love uh, to get as many subscribers on there as possible. Just leave your email address on the button box below, and uh, you'll get all my blogs that I post. I try to keep it, you know, at least one blog a week during the school year. But um, as time goes on, I hope to become more regular with it. So again, thank you for tuning in and listening. Have a great Friday, and I hope you guys hear from me in the near future. Again, have a great Friday. Thanks, guys.